Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Moshe Chaim Byron. Mesecha Susaita has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Noyach Stengel Le'iloi Nishmas, Faivel Yosef ben Chaim Leib and Yehuda Zev ben Faivel Yosef. Saito Daf Yud. The Gemara is continuing to discuss the parish of Shimshain in Sefer Shaftim, and the Gemara at the bottom of Tesla Mabiz quoted the Posok, Vu Yochel Loishia Es Yisrael. Shimshain's mother was already told before Shimshain was born that he will begin to save Klai Yisrael from the Plishtim. And Rabbi Chama, or Rabbi Chanino, he dashed into the word Yochel to mean Huchal, Huchal Shvuasa Yishalavi Melech. The Gemara brings the Posok in Parshas Vayero, where Avram Avinu makes a treaty with Avimelech, and Avimelech asks Avram Avinu to make a shvua, im tishkar li ulanini ulanechdi, kachesed asher asisi imoch tase imodi. And the Gemara is explaining that at this point, that shvua has already been nullified, and Rashi over here explains, at the top of Yudam Aralf, Rashi says, hucha shvuasei shal Avimelech, hucha zedoshen of batlo, lefi shehim ovru ala shvua trilo, since the Plishtim were first to be over on the Shvua, Klaisal were released from keeping their chilek of the Shvua as well. Now even though the blushing of the Pasuk is the Imtishkar li ulenini ulenechdi, the Targum over there as well as other Yishayim, they translate nin in this Pasuk to mean a son, li myself, lenini my son, ulenechdi my grandson, l'chair the treaty was only for three generations, so the Mashav here was actually bothered by this problem, and he says, e'nechnem, you have to be mechadish, that there were still grandchildren of Avimelech still alive at that point, and therefore without Plishtim first being over on their chilek of the Shua, Klaisal would still have been bound by that treaty with Avimelech. The Maratzchias, however, over here quotes a Medrash, a Medrash in Bereshis Rabbah, which says, At this point already, there were no longer any grandchildren of Avimelech, and therefore that bris between Avimelech and Avram Avinu had already expired. And Enechanami, there are those who want to learn our Gemara, it's brought down B'Shem the Marash Dam. He learned that when it says, Hucha Shvuasi Shalavi Melech, you could say, Nalik Rashi. Not that the Shvu was Hucha because they were first to be over. Rather, it was Hucha because the time period already expired, the last of the grandchildren of Avimelech were no longer alive. And as we'll see, this Machlekes could have a practical Nafkamina Lahalacha in Hilchus Shvuas. The Beisais of Yardeya Simon Reish Lamedvav, he quotes B'Shem Rabbeinu Yeruchim, that if there were two people who made a Shvu to each other, and one of them was over on his shvua, the other one also does not have to keep his chilek of the shvua. And Rabbi Yerucham says, He doesn't say we're in Parakamah de Saita, but he says there is a Gemara in the first parak of Saita, which is Mavur like this, that if one person is over his chilek of the shvua, the other person does not have to keep his chilek as well. Now the Tzimachaikas, which Gemara exactly is this Rabbi Yerucham referring to? The Taz over there, in Yerdeya Simen Reishlam, involves Sifkat and Yer Gimel, he says this is referring to a Gemara later on in our parak on Daf Yud Gimel Omer Aleph. The Gemara there is talking about the Shvu that Moshe Rabbeinu made to Yosef, that when the time comes for Klai Yisrael to leave Mitzrayim, Moshe will carry out the Atzamais, the bones of Yosef. And the Gemara relates how when it was time for Klai Yisrael to leave Mitzrayim, Moshe Rabbeinu was looking where is Yosef buried. He went to Serach Bas Asher to try to find out, and she told Moshe Rabbeinu that there was an urn made out of metal which the Mitzrayim put the body of Yosef in, and they dropped it into the Nilos. The Gemara relates how Moshe Rabbeinu stood on the banks of the Nilos, and he said, Yosef, Yosef, higiyah ha'eis, shanishma ha'kadosh baruchu, shanigoyel eschem, v'higiyah ha'shvua sheshbata es Yisrael. 
אם את אומר עצמך מוטוב, אם לאו, הרי אנו מנוקים משבועותיך. If you don't appear to us, we don't know where you are, then we'll be potter from Ashvua. The Gemara continues, מיד צוף ארנו של יוסף, immediately the Oren of Yosef floated to the top of the Nilos. The Taz understands, this is the Gemara that Yerbeinu Yerucham is referring to when he says the Gemara in the first parak of Saita. Now even though it's not so clear, Lachar, that case was not a case where two people made a Shvua to each other, that's the Pshat of the Taz. However, others, the Beis Shmua and Evan Ezer, Simen Nun Aleph Sifkot on Yud, as well as the Shach and the Nekudas HaKesef over there in your day, Simen Reish Lam involved, they argue and they say that Rabbeinu Yerucham was referring to Er Gemara on Daf Yud Omed Aleph. Now in the Chedushi HaGois over there in your day, Simen Reish Lam involved on the tour, he explains why is it that the Taz did not want to learn that we're referring to Er Gemara. The Er Gemara is more of a, of a direct raya, it's a case where two people made a shvur to each other, and you see, when one of them was over the Shvua, the other one also doesn't have to keep his chilek. So he explains, because the truth is, the Gemara doesn't say that that's the reason why it was Hucho Shvuasei Melech. It's Rashi who explains that the Plishtim were over their chilek of the Shvua first, that's why Klaisal didn't have to keep their chilek. And he says, the Gemara itself, you could have learned differently. You could have learned that Hucho Shvuasei is not because the Plishtim were over, rather because at that point they were matter the Shvua. The Chari means to say they made Hataras Nadarm on that Shvua, that's the reason why it was Huchal. It's not Mucha from the Suga that it was Huchal because the Plishtim were over. Now the truth is, his plan in the Suga would seem to be a little bit difficult to fit into the Loshen. Huchal Shvuasa is Mashma that the Shvua was Huchal on its own, not that he did something in order to be Mechal the Shvua, rather passively the Shvua became Bottle. However, the Chor, we could say, similar to that which he's saying, but like that which we saw in the Maram Shif and the Marashdam, the Pshadan Huchal Shvuasa Shlavi Melech is not like Rashi. That since the Plishtim were over, Klaisal were also Potter, rather it's because it passed the three generations, there no longer were any grandchildren of Avimelech left. If so, you don't have a Raya to that din of Rabbeinu Yeruchim. That's the Pshat why the Taz did not want to quote Ergamara. Rabbeinu Yeruchim didn't bring a Rashi, he brought a Gemara, and from Ergamara is not Muchach. Now the Shach and the Nekudas HaKesef, which we mentioned, he points out, he says it's a toy cipher in the words of the Beis Yosef, the Beis that we have says that, says his din, B'Shem Rabbeinu Yeruchim, and he says there is no Rabbeinu Yeruchim which says such a thing. It's a mistake, it should be the Mordechai, that's what the Beis was referring to. It's a Mordechai in Mesech Shuis in Remez Tovshin Pei Gimel, and the Shach says, if you look in the Mordechai, he says clearly, the Gemara that he is referring to is Ergamar and Daf Yudom Adalif. Like the way Rashi explains Ergamar, the reason why it was Huchal Shvasei Shalavi Melech is because the Plishtim were over on their Chelek. The Gron Chochanarach as well, on that din in Yerodea, Simon Rishlam and Vav, Siv Vav, the Gros Mitzayin, Ergamor and Saito, Daf Yud. Now the Shachan Rekudah Sekesef, when he quotes that this din is really from a Mordechai, the Loshan of the Mordechai, he says, is, Ayin B'Toisvis, after he quotes Ergamor and Saito, Daf Yud, he says that one should take a look in the Toisvis over there. Now we don't have any Toisvis on this Gemara, however we do have a Toisvis Shantz. And in the Sefer Mincha Chareiv on Saito, he says, so when the Mordechai tells us to look in Taisus in our sugyo, he's referring to that which it says in this Taisus chance. What does the Taisus chance say? He quotes a Rashi in Sefer Shmuel, Shmuel Beis Perkei Pasuk Vav. The Pesukim over there describe how David Melech was prevented from attacking the Yevusi because of the two Tzlamim. One of them was called Iver, one Piseach, and it was and it was inscribed on them the Shvuah that was made to them that they would not be attacked. 
Rashi over there in Shmuel explains that this Shvua was referring to the Shvua between Avram Avinu and Avimelech. In other words, these Yevusi were descendants of Avimelech, and because of the treaty between Avram and Avimelech, Kleiser was prevented from attacking the Yevusi. And the Taisishan says that Ersugyo does not fit with the way Rashi explains in Sefer Shmuel. Because according to Ersugyo, the way Rashi explains, already from the days of Shimshon and Sefer Shaftim, at that point already the treaty of Avimelech was nullified, and therefore, shortly in the days of David, which was much later, that treaty could not have been the reason preventing Klai from attacking the Yavusi. And Taisashans explains, according to Rashi over here in Ersegel, we'll have to explain the Psukim and Sefer Shmuel, is referring to a different treaty, the treaty that Avram Avinu made with the Bnei Ches when he bought the Ma'ara Samach Now what is this Negea to the Shailah that the Ma'ara is discussing when two people make a Shvua to each other, and one is over the Shvua, whether the other one still has to keep his Chelek, so the Morchai means to say, and this is explained over here in the Sefer Mincha Charevan Saito, that the right from Ersugi is not so poshut, the way Rashi and Sefer Shmuel explains, which is also based on Midrashim, according to that, the Shvua between Avram Avinu and Avimelech was still relevant in the days of David Amelech, and that would not fit with Ersugi. He says, Akarchach, there are contradictory Midrashim, and therefore this Raya, the Mordechai wants to bring is Tully, in which Medrash you hold like, Enechanami, according to Ersugi, there would be a Raya. But according to the Medrash, which Rashi and Shmuel was based on, there is no Raya. You don't find that Klaisal were allowed to be over their Chalik of the Shvua because the Plishtim were over on their Chalik. Now, as we said before, even if you do hold of Ersugya, that Hucha Shvuasei Shalavi Melech in the days of Shimshon Gibar, if you don't hold like Rashi, rather you hold that it's Hucha Shvuasei because the three generations passed already. Then again, there would be no raya from Ersugya. I'll just add one more point on this Indian. Rukvegar and his agois on the Shulchan Aruch over there in your day of Simon Reishlam Advov. He quotes Peshem the Sefer Eish Dos from Rebchaim Alfandri, who says that just like we find that if two people made a shvua and one is over, the other one doesn't have to keep his shvua, so too if a yid makes a shvua together with a goy, they make a shvua to each other, since the goy is not mitzvah, he doesn't have to keep his chalik of a shvua. A guy is potter from the din of Loyachal Dvaray, so to the Israel, since his shua is dependent on the other shua, that of the guy, the yid also does not have to keep his shua. And Rikhegel leaves off, Ladino Tzarachian, whether we actually hold like this. Now the kashu with this would be, and in the Sefer Mincha Chareva, he's Matmian Rikhegel, since the whole makar of this din is from Ersugya, as the Malachai brought, Huchal Shwase Shlavi Melech, once the Plishtim were over their chalik of the shua, that pattern Klaus saw from their chilek, this, sh- this would be mashma opposite from the age dos. That up until this point, Klaus did have to keep their shvua. Even though they made a shvua dependent on the shvua of Avimelech, we don't say that since the plishtim are potter from Layachal Dvarai, Klaus is also, rather until they were actually over their chilek, we did have to keep the shvua, only after they were over, then we also were potter. The chare here would, would seem to be a right, the opposite from that which the age dos says, that even a shvua that's made together with a guy, one does have to keep his chilek of the shvua up until the point that the guy is over on his chilek. And in the Sefer Mincha Chareva, he leaves off this kasha b'tarach iyun. Now we'll continue on, the Gemara Behemshech brings a member from a Bechanon, Shimshen al-Shmoishel Kadosh Baruch Hu Nikro, Shenemra Kishemesh Umogein Hashem Eloikim. Rashi translates Shemesh in this pasuk not to mean the sun, rather Lashon of a chayma, a wall or a protection, and the Gemara at this point understood that the word Shemesh is being used as one of the Shemais of a Baruch Hu. And the name Shimshon is Al Shemesh Al Baruch Hu, 
this specific name of Shemesh, Shemesh was Nikra al Shemoi. And that's where I asks, El Me'ata lo Yimoche. And my answer is, El Me'ain Shemoi Shal Kadosh Baruch Hu, Ma'akadosh Baruch Hu, Megan al Kolo Ilam Kuloi, Af Shemeshin Megan Bidoyoi al Yisrael. Now, firstly, there's a machoikis between the Masha and the Rishash. What does the Gemara mean to ask when the Gemara says, El Me'ata lo Yimoche? The Masha learns this means to say that the word Shemeshin should be also for one to erase. Since Shimshin was Nikra, Shmoishal Kadosh Baruchu. The Mashot on Taisus Dibur Maschal Elamiyato will see that Taisus soon. But the Rashash over here argues and he says the Mashmais of Rashi and Taisus in the Suga is when the Gemara says Elamiyato Lo Yimoche, it's not referring to Shimshin, rather it's referring to the word Shemesh. If Shimshin is Al Shmoishal Kadosh Baruchu Nikra, because we find that Shem is referred to as Shemesh, if so, the word Shemesh should be also to erase, not the word Shimshin. And he proves this from a Gemara later on in Daf Yudah Medbeiz. The Gemara over there says, Yehuda Shekidish Shem Shemayim Bifarhesya Zochav Nikra Kulaya Shmoishal Kadosh Baruch Hu. The Gemara understands that the word Yehuda is Nikra Kulaya Shmoishal Kadosh Baruch Hu, and still the Gemara never asks that it should be also to erase the word Yehuda. From here, the Rishash proves that if one is Nikra Shmoishal Kadosh Baruch Hu, that's not a reason why that name should not be erased. Therefore, the Gemara never had a kasha that the word Shimshin. It should be also to erase it. Rather, the Gemara just asked that the word Shemesh, which is one of the names of a Kadosh Baruch Hu, that it should be also to erase. And that the Gemara answered that even the word Shemesh is not really a Shmoishal Kadosh Baruch Hu. That which the Pasuk says, Ki Shemesh Umogin Hashem Elikim, doesn't mean to say that Shemesh is a name of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. Rather, it's a Hanhaga, a way that a Kadosh Baruch Hu deals with the world. A Kadosh Baruch Hu is Megin al Kolo Elam Kuloi, Av Shemshin Megin B'doyri al Yisrael. Akopanam, this is the machaikas between the Masha and the Rishash, how to understand the Gemara's kasha, El lo yimoche. And to answer the kasha of the Rishash on the Masha, according to the Masha, that even a person who's named after Shmeshul Kalash Baruchu, the Gemara held that that also it should be also to erase it. If so, when the Gemara says in Ahmed Beis that Yehuda was Nikra of Shmeshul Kalash Baruchu, why does the Gemara not ask over there as well that it should be also to, to erase the name Yehuda? So, a number of Achreinim in the Sefer Ene Shmuel and others. The answer is that even though the Gemara says in Amad Beis that Yehuda was Nikra of Shmoishal Kadosh Baruch Hu, the Maisa we see from the Pasuk Mufureshes, which gives a different reason to the name Yehuda, it says that it comes from a Russian of Haida, Leah thanked the Kadosh Baruch Hu for her fourth son. And Akarach the Gemara means to say that not that she had that in mind, the Shem Shal Kadosh Baruch Hu, the Iker name Yehuda really is Milashon Haida, rather it means that it was also Min Hashemayim that she gave that name, Al Shema Osir, because in the future, Yehuda will be Mekadosh Shem Shemayim before Hesya. So Min Hashemayim, they were masking that that's an appropriate name for Yehuda, that his name contains within it the full shame of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. If so, we can understand why the Gemara over there did not ask this Kasha El Miata Lo Yimoche, because since the Iker name Yehuda is Miloshin Haida, and not Al Shemayim Shal Kadosh Baruch Hu, there the Gemara did not have this Kasha. It wasn't difficult why one is allowed to be Meicha that shame. Only by Shimshin, where we find no other reason given why he was given that name, and the Gemara is explaining it was Al Shem Shal Kadosh Baruch Hu, who is referred to as Shemesh. On that, the Gemara asks El Meyata Lo Yimoche. This could be the Pshat in the Marsha. Why by Shimshin the Gemara asks El Meyata Lo Yimoche, but by Yehuda the Gemara does not ask that Kasha. Now Taisus of here in Dibur Maschal El Meyata he asks a Kasha. Why is it partial to the Gemara that just because the name Shemesh is one of the Shemesh of a Kadosh Baruch Hu? Therefore, it should be also to be Nimche. Why is this different than the name Sholoim, which is also one of the Shemesh of a Kadosh Baruch Hu? 
He quotes the Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Yud, Rav Hamnuna says, Mishmei de'ula, Osir la'odam sheyitain shalim lechaveri bebeis hamerchatz. One is not allowed to use this word shalim in a bathhouse, because this is one of the shameless of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Yet still, Taisus says, we find in Mesecha Seifrim, where it lists all the names of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, which one is not allowed to erase, the word shalim does not appear on that list. From here, Taisus proves that not every name that we say that it's Shmeishal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is included in this Isser of being Meichik Shem Hashem. And this Taisus answers and he says, no, really the word Shalom is one of the names that it's also to erase, and even though it's not listed in Mesecha Seifrim, a ton of Ashayr, there are really more. And Taisus explains this is different and that which we find the Gemara in Mesecha Shvuas Daflamet Hey says that the word Chanan Verachum, even though we find HaKadosh Baruch Hu is described in those terms, those words one is allowed to erase. And Taisus explains, even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu is described with those characteristics, but it's not considered, we don't find that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is actually given that shame, and therefore those words one is allowed to erase. The shock of Atayi of Agamara was, in Havmina we held that since we said Shemshin al-Shmoysha HaKadosh Baruch Hu Nikro, then the word Shemesh is Mamish, one of the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that Agamara answered that it's only a description of his Midois, and therefore it's the same as Chanan Verachum, these names one is allowed to erase. Now, Kepshutik, the maskana of Taisus is that the word Shalim is mamish, a shame of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Taisus was never choizer from this. He says, ton of Ashayr, even though it's not listed, there are really more names that one is not allowed to erase. And since we find that it's also to say the word Shalim in a base Samerchatz, that's a right that it's mamish, one of the shames of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and therefore it is also to be Meichiket. Now, over here, the Mashah points out, if so, that it's ton of Ashayr, what did the Gemara mean to ask when the Gemara says, Maybe it is also to be Meichik this, meaning either Shemshin, as we saw the Mashah before, he says that this is the plan of the Gemara, according to the Rishash, the word Shemesh, but either way, the Mashah says, you have to say that Akarri or some Kabbalah, they knew with Teres Vade that this name is not also to erase, and therefore the Gemara asked, the Rai was not, since it's not included in that Brice of Mesecha Seifrim, because either way, that list is not all-inclusive. Now, as far as the Halacha Lemaisa, if one could erase the word Shalom, in the Shulchan Aruch, Yerdeya Simen Reish Ein Vav Sif Tes, he lists seven Shemus of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, which are also to be Meichik, and the seven are the Shem Havaya, the Shem Adnos, Kel, Eloika, Eloikim, Shakai, and Tzvokos. No mention of the word Shalom is made in the Shulchan Aruch over there. And the Minchas Chinech in Mitzvah Tov Lamed Zayin, that's where the Sefer Chinech brings the Loisasei of Loisasun Kein Hashem Elikeichem, after the Pasuk tells us that Klai Yisrael was Mitzvah to destroy all of the Avodah in Eretz Yisrael, all the Mizbechis that the Goyim made. Afterwards the Pasuk says, Loisasun Kein Hashem Elikeichem, and the Gemara Makas Davchav Beis tells us, this is the Makar that one should not be Meichik the Shem of Kadosh Baruch Hu, and if he does, he gets Malkus. This is also a makar for anyone to destroy something that's part of the Beis Hamikdash. That's also included in this lav of Leisasin Kein Hashem Leikechem. And the Sefer Chinuch quotes the Gemara Shvuas Daflamet Hey, which lists the seven shemayis of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which we mentioned before. These are the shemayis that are included in this lav of being Meichik Shem Hashem. Now, in the Minchas Chinuch over there in Sif Katan Beis, he quotes Er Taisvis, and he says Taisvis has another shame. The word Shalim, according to Taisus, is also included in this, is also to be Meichik this shame as well. However, the Menchah says that all of the Paiskim did not bring this to Halacha, 
And therefore, it seems that we're not chayshish lalocha for this iser. And that which the Minchas Chinuch says that the Paiskim do not mention it. For some reason, the Minchas Chinuch does not quote that the Ramah in Sif Yud Gimel over there. He does mention the word Shalom. The Ramah over there is the end of Simon Reisha involved, and he tells us a chiddush over there that all of the shemus of a Kaddish Baruch which one is not allowed to erase. The Chatchila also he should not write these names unless he's writing it into a sefer, into a place which will be treated by kedusha. But if he's writing it into a nigeres, a letter, a friendly letter, there he should not write out the entire name because we're chayshish that this letter will get thrown out, will not be treated properly, and the shame will be nimchak. And then the Ramah finishes off and he says, There are those who are machmer and hold that even the word sholoim, one should not write out the complete word. In other words, they shouldn't write the mem at the end of the word, Rather, like some people do, they write like an apostrophe to symbolize the man, but not to write the complete word for the same chash that this name may also come to be erased. And the remark clearly is going with the shita that we have to be chashish for the word shalim also, that one is not allowed to erase it. Now the shach over there on this remark, he says, Most people are not makbid on the word shalim, not to erase it or not to write it because it may come to be erased. And he says, V'chein kosov b'tshuva sarosh, he quotes the tshuva sarosh in Klal Gimel, Sif Tezvav, who says clearly that it's muttered. The Rosh says, L'imotzinu misha oiser limchik sholoim, we don't find any shitas who aser to be meichik than the word sholoim, u'bechal igeres shleim in kaisen sholoim v'zorkim v'nimchokim. And people write in letters all the time the word sholoim, and they're not makbid to throw it away, and the word gets erased, and no one's makbid on it. Now the Nekudas HaKasif over there, the Shach is Meirich Mor, and he quotes Taisus in Arsigia, who says that it's also to be Moichik, the word Shalom. And he writes over there that there are those who want a Taina, that Taisus only meant to say that it's also to be Moichik Shalom, according to the Das of the Maksha. In the Kasha of the Gemara, when the Gemara asked, Elamiyata lo Yimoche, Taisus said that at that point of the Gemara, then the same would be true by Shalom, also would be also to erase it. But according to the Maskana, it's not also to erase However, the Shach over there in the Kudus HaKasav, he says clearly, anyone who's Ma'ayin and Taisus sees that this is not the Pshat, rather Taisus holds Lamaisa, even the Maskano, it's also to erase the word Shalom, even though the Maskano, it's not also to erase Shemesh or Shemshain. Lamaisa, the Kudus HaKasav over there says that Raif Paiskim do not mention this Lahalacha, and he leaves off Tarchi and Lamaisa. And Igris Moshe, Ramosha was asked about this question, in Erechaim, Chelek Dawid, Simin Mem, Oiz Gimel, and Moshe was asked, what is the din in a mikht of reyus? A letter to a friend, can a person write out the entire word sholom, or should he leave off the mem and finish with an apostrophe? And Moshe quotes the Ramah that says, Yeshin is harim. He says, the shach in the Kudus HaKasif says that Rav Paiskim did not bring this lahalacha. And Moshe says a few interesting points lahalacha. Firstly, he says, the whole question is only if a person writes the word Shalom like in the beginning of the letter as a greeting, that's where there's a shayla whether a person could write out the entire word. However, if he uses the word Shalom, Lesipur Dvarim Ba'alma, for example, Ramesha says if a person wants to write in his letter that Pliny and Pliny made Shalom between them, or he wants to write in his letter that there's Shalom in a certain country, there the word Shalom is clearly being used to mean peace, and it's definitely not referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he quotes a Radvaz, which is brought in the Pischei Tshuva, in your day of Seminarei involves Sifkot and Chof Ches. The Radvaz writes, only when a person greets his friend with the word Sholem in a letter, that's where there's a shayla whether he can write out the whole word. 
However, the Sipur Dvarim Ba'alma, where it's clear that he's not referring to the shame of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there it's definitely mutter. In other words, the Advaz is saying, and this is how Ramosh is paskening, that even if Sholem is considered one of the shameless of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which one cannot be Moichik, that's only if he's using them in the context and he's referring to the shame Hashem. If, however, he's using the same word for an entirely different intention, there clearly there is no Isser. This is the first Chiddush that Ramosh says. Now another important point that Ramosha writes over there is that even if a person does use the word Sholem in a way that it may be problematic, like if he starts his letter Sholem Mubracha or Sholem Lecha, however Ramosha says that in my letters where I answer people's Shilohs, the letters have Divetar in them, there either way a person has to treat them properly and make sure that they don't get destroyed, therefore Ramosha says one does not have to be mocked, but he could write out the word Sholem, he doesn't have to be afraid that it will come to be Nimchak. And Yomosha adds, the truth is, really even one of the Zayin Shemus Sh'enu and Nimchakim should not be a problem to write them in a letter which has Divrei since it will be treated properly. However, Yomosha says, as far as those Shemus, it is Kedai Lechatchila not to write them in a letter, even a letter that has Divrei And Yomosha writes that he himself also was makbun on this, not to write any of the seven Shemus, which Me'ikra din there also to be Moichik. However, Yomosha says, since as far as the word Sholim, either way there's a Machlaikis, it's not Pasha Bachal that has the din of Hashem of Hashem, which is also to be Moichik. There definitely a person could be Mekel in a letter which has Divrei Torah, where anyways there is no strong Shash that the letter may be destroyed. Now Moshe goes further and he says, the truth is even when a person does write the word Sholem as a greeting in the beginning of a letter, for example, if he writes Sholem Loch or Sholem Ubracha, the Pasha says that he's not referring to the shame of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, rather he's giving a Bracha to his friend, a Bracha of Peace, and even though he means to say that the Nusin HaBrochais, HaKadosh Baruch who is the one who gives Brochais, he's the one who should give you Shalom, but the word Shalom is not referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. However, Moshe says, if a person will write a different Lashen, or write Shalom Imach, over there there's more of a Chshash. Since we find that people do write this Lashen of Hashem should be with you, Hashem Imach, over there when one writes Shalom Imach, there is a Chshash that over there Shalom can be referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, over there, there is a Mokam to be Makbid and not to write out the entire word, rather to leave off the last letter. And furthermore, Moshe adds, if a person writes just the word Shalim, in other words, not Brach of a Shalim or Shalim Lecha, he writes at the beginning of his letter just that word Shalim, there it's not clear that he means to be giving a Brach of peace, as in the case where he writes the words Shalim Lecha or Brach of a Shalim, rather can possibly have the connotation of Shalim Imach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be with you. In that case, it is being used as the Shem Hashem. One should be makbid not to write out the full word. So what comes out Lemaisa from this truva of Ramesha is that if the letter has Divrei Torah in it and either way it has to be treated properly, so as far as the Shiva Shem Hashem Hashem one should still be makbid. But as far as the word Shalom there, it does not have to be makbid. He can write out the full name. Regardless of how exactly the Nusach is written. However, if it's a case where the letter does not have a Divrei Torah in it, if you just write Shalom, or you write Shalom Imach, then one should be Makbid. Even though he says, Mi'ikra din halacha is like the Tshuva Sarosh, which the Shach quoted, and not like Toysvis. However, over there, there is Mokam to be Machmer, and not write out the full word. However, Moshe says, if one writes Shalom Ubracha, or Shalom Lecha, there he's not referring to the Shem Hashem, one could rely on the Radvaz, that if one uses the same word Shalom with a different intention, over there there's no Isser to be Moichik the Shem Hashem. The Maeser and Moshe says there are those who are makbid even in these situations, even when he writes Shalim Ubracha or Shalim Lecha, not to write out the full word. And surely Moshe says if it's a person who sometimes writes Shalim on its own, 
at the beginning of the letter without Shalim Mubrocha or Shalim Lecha, for such a person it's a good idea that even if he is writing Shalim Mubrocha or Shalim Lecha, to leave out the last Mem, so that when he's writing Shalim on its own, he'll also leave it out. Now, Moshe does not speak about a similar Shailah. What about if a person writes the word Shalim, referring to a friend of his, someone whose name is Shalim, is that a problem to write in a letter? Now, as far as the din of a Beis HaMerchatz, which we saw, that it's also to use the word Shalim in a Beis HaMerchatz, the Mishnah discusses in Simon Peydalad Sifkot and Vav, what is the din if a person wants to call his friend whose name is Shalim, can he do that in the Beis HaMerchatz? The Maishan Mishabur writes that a Yor Yishomayim should be machmer and not use the word Shalim in the Beis HaMerchatz, even when he's referring to his friend. And as far as the question whether a person could write the word Shalim fully if he's referring to his friend, so it's quoted that the Chazanish in his letters, he was machmer not to write out the word Shalim completely when he used it in the beginning of a letter as a greeting. However, when he used it as someone's name, if someone's name was Shalim, then the Chazanish was not machmer and he did write out the full name. Now further down the Amr, the Gemara is discussing the parish of Yehuda and Tamar. The Gemara quotes the Pasuk in Parshas Vayeshev, Perak Lamed Ches, Pasuk Yudalid, Vateshev, Bepesach Inayim, Asher Alderech Timnosa. Now the Gemara says, what is the Pshat in Pesach Inayim? Shehochav Yoshvula Bepischei Shel Avram Avinu, Mokam Shekol Inayim Tzoifo Yisler Oisai. Rashi Alter also brings this Pshat, he first brings the Pashta Dekrah, that Pesach Inayim means a Prashas Drachim, a crossroad. In the Maral in Gorarya, he explains that a Prashas Drachim is referred to as Pesach Inayim because a person, when he comes to a crossroad, he has to open up his eyes, he has to decide which way to go, as opposed to when he's walking down a lone road, he doesn't have to pay much attention to which direction he's headed. When he comes to a fork in the road, then he has to open his eyes fully. That's the Lashon of Pesach Inayim. However, the Drash, as the Gemara says, is that it's referring to the Pesach Shel Avram Avinu. Now, the Mashovah here in Ergamor quotes a Re'im, the Mizrahi al on that Rashi in Pashas Vayeshev, who translates Pischoy Shel Avinu means the Pesach Ma'ora of Avramavinu. The opening to the cave where Avramavinu was buried, that's what Ergamor is referring to when it says, Vateshev a Pesach Inayim, Pischoy Shel Avramavinu Mokam Shekol Inayim Tzoy And the Mashovah there, he argues on the Re'im, he says the Mashmois of Ersig is not like that, when we say Pischei Shel Avram Avinu, we're not referring to the cave where Avram Avinu was buried, the Maras and Machpelah, rather the Pesach of the tent of Avram Avinu. And the Mashah says, this is the Mashmois of Rashi, and Diver Maschal Metapo Yisleroisi, Rashi says, Shehayu Regilin Le'eskabel Shom, Ve'lolon V'hoyo Choviv Aleim, it was a place which was very dear to people, a place where people were welcomed and they went to sleep over there. And the Mashah says, this is obviously referring to the Pesach of the oil of Avram Avinu, and not the Pesach HaMa'orah, where Avram Avinu was buried. And the Mashra says the Sugi itself is Muchach like this, because Behemshach, the Gemara dashes the Pasuk, Vayita Eishel Be'er Shava, the Gemara says either this is referring to a Pardes, or a Pundok, what is the connection to that which the Gemara had been talking about previously, what do we suddenly discuss about the Eishel of Avram Avinu? Obviously the Pshat is, as the Mashra says, that this is a Hemshach of the Gemara before, which spoke about the Pesach of Avram Avinu, and Akarach, that Pesach Shal Avram Avinu is talking about the oil of Avram Avinu, and like the Re'im says, the Pesach of the Ma'ara. Now to try to explain what is the Pshan and the Re'im, where did he get this from, that the Pesach means the Pesach of the Ma'ara, so the Re'im actually quotes a Medrash, a Medrash Rabbah on that Pasuk, Perek Lamed Ches Pasuk Yudalid. The Medrash says, Amar Ab'ami, Chazarnu al-Kol ha-Mikro, V'loi Matsanu Mokayim, 
Sheshmoi Pesach Inayim. The lotion of this Pesach is that she sat by Pesach Inayim. Meir says, we don't find any place that had such a name called Pesach Inayim. So what does the Pesach mean? El Melamid, Shetolso Inayim Bepesach, Shekolho Inayim Tluyosboy. She set her eyes on the Pesach, the place where everyone went to set their eyes. V'amra hirosim l'fanecha Hashem l'ikai, Shleitetzi minabayis hazeri konus. Meir does not describe what this place was, it just says that she put her eyes to the place where everyone went and put their eyes, and she went there to Davin. That's the reason why she went. She Davin She Davin that she should not exit from this house. This house meaning this family, the family that came from Avram Avinu. She had been married to Erev Oinon. She didn't have any children. She didn't want to have to leave this house, this family, without having any offspring from them. That's the reason why she went. She went to be Mispalo. And according to this, we can understand, maybe this is where the Re'im was coming from. This Pesach Inayim, where she went to, the Medrash does not describe where exactly it was. The Medrash doesn't say that it had anything to do with Avram Avinu, but that we see from Ergamara, that the Pesach Inayim was the Pesach of Avram Avinu. From the Medrash, we see the purpose why she went there. She went to be Mispala. As the Medrash says, it was a place she called many people went there to be Mispala. If it's a Mokam Tfilah, it's more Mistaba that it was the Ma'ara of Avram Avinu, as we find, Amokam Kever of Shel Tzadikim is a place which is Mesugal for Tfilah. This is the reason why the Mizrahi understood when it says Pesach Shel Avram Avinu, it's not referring to the Pesach of the oil of Avram Avinu. We don't find anywhere that that's a place which is special for Tfilah, rather it's referring to the Maris and Machpelah, Amokam which for all generations was Amokam Mesugal for Tfilah. And as we see from Rashi, the way Rashi learned that we're talking about the oil of Avram Avinu, Rashi says that people went there to sleep there, to be hosted there, According to Rashi, Bistama, the reason why she went was not like that which the, the Medrash is Mavur, to be Mispalal. Rather, Bistama, the Pshad is that since it's a place which people congregated at, she went there, she was hoping that Yehuda would also show up there, but Enechanami had nothing to do with Tfilah. And the Sefer Nachlis Yaakov, his Pirish on Rashi al he's Mavur like this. He says, the Bishma, if we learn that it's referring to the Ma'ara of Avinu, then the reason why she went would be for Tfilah. However, if you learn that it's referring to the oil of Avinu, and the reason why she went there was to be hosted, she needed a place to stay, like the Mashmois of Rashi here, and not that she went for Tefillah. So the Re'im would fit better with the Lashon of the Medrash, that's where the Re'im was coming from. However, the Kasha does remain as the Mashah asked, if Pesach Shal Avram Avinu is referring to the Pesach of the Ma'ara, and not the Pesach of the Oil, what is the Pshad in the Hemshach of Gemara? Why does the Gemara discuss the Ishal of Avram Avinu? That Lachar is not connected. Now the Gemara continues, and the Gemara brings another pshat in the words Pesach Einayim, Shenosna Einayim Ledvorel, Keshetava Amr La Shem Nochris At Amr Le Gieres Ani, Shem Eishes Ishat Amr Le Pnuyani, Shem Akiba Bach Avich Kedushin Amr Le Yisaymani, Shem Atmeyat Amr Le Tahirani. Now in that line, where the Gemara says Shem Akiba Bach Avich Kedushin, and she answered Yisaymani, Rashi explains like this. Rashi says Yisaymani, I was a Ketana when my father died. And my mother and my brother, they're the ones who married me off. And therefore when Tamar got married to Erva Oinon, there was really no Kedushim in Deiraiso, and therefore she meant to say that she's not also to Yehuda Mishum Kalosai. Since Aim and Ach do not have a Kayach to marry off their sister or their daughter, it's not a Kedushim in Deiraiso, only the father can marry off his daughter, therefore there's no problem of Kalosai. And Rashi finishes off, he says, Ulhach Svara, according to this, you have to say, the Tamar was lav bitei shal shame hoisa. She wasn't the daughter of shame. Rashi makes the calculation. 
that Shem died when Yaakov was 60, according to the gears of Rabbi Kvegor over here on the side, when Yaakov was 50, and when the mice of Yehuda and Tamar happened, Yaakov was ready more than 110, which means that if Tamar really was the daughter of Shem, she would have to have been at least 50 or 60 years old, and it wouldn't be shy to say that at the time she got married to Erva Oinon, she was still Oktano, Oktano Yusayma. This Rashi is a remiss, that which Rashi al says, on the Pasuk HaTzi Saref, when they were going to give Tamar the Oynish of Sreifa, Rashi explains why Sreifa, because she was a Baskayin, Shem had a din of a Kayin, and since she was the daughter of Shem, she was a Baskayin, and a Baskayin she was in, so the din is that she gets Sreifa. Akapan Rashi over here is saying that according to Ergamara, that she was a Yusayma, which Rashi understands means to say that her mother or her brother married her off, it would not be Shaykh to say that she was the Bas of Shem. Now the Masha over here is bothered, he says, what is Rashi trying to say? When Rashi explains that which Tamar said Yusaymani, she meant to say that I'm not ushered to you Mishum Kalosay, he's very bothered the Masha that clearly Yudah did not know that this was Tamar. Why did she have to explain to him why she's not ushered to him Mishum Kalosay? Masha says, we should have explained the Gemara very simply, not like Rashi, that Yehuda was asking her, even though you think you're not an Ashish, maybe your father really was Makaba Kedushin for you when you were a Ktana. And therefore you're an Ashish, you may not know about it. And that she answered Yusaymani, which the Masha understands it means to say that My father died before I was born, and therefore there's no Khshash that the father was Makaba Kedushin for her, and therefore she's definitely not an Ashish. This is how the Masha wants to explain the Gemara, not like Rashi. And the Shash over here, he answers Rashi, for now which the Masha asked, that it's Pasha Yehuda did not know that this was Tamar, why did she have to explain why she's not ushered to him? So Shash says, surely Rashi does not mean to say that she said these words to Yehuda, rather when she was asked by Yehuda, if your father was Mechabah Kedushin for you, and she answered that I'm a Yusayma, meaning I don't have to be Chayshish, that I'm a Ish, she also meant to rationalize to herself. The Lachar, there's a different problem over here. The Lachar, she's also to him, Yishum Kalosay, even though she told him that she's not an Ashes Ish, but the Yehuda himself, she is still Osir. How did she rationalize to herself why she's not being Machsha Yehuda in this Isser? And like Rashi said earlier in Dibba Mascha, Shenosna Inayim Lidvarel, this is what she was trying to do. The Lashna Vashi is, Dugma Upesach Heter Nosna Laatzma She'ein Aver Bedover. She was really answering up herself. She was rationalizing why she's not being over any Isser over here. So therefore Rashi explains that included in the words Yusaymani is also a terrorist to this problem. Why is it not Osir Mishim Kalosai? Since the Kedushin in the first place to Erva Oinen was not a real Kedushin, therefore she would not be Osir to their father Yehuda. Now as far as this problem, why was she not concerned about being Marshal Yehuda in the Isra of Kalosai? So Enechanami Rashi answers this Kasha, however other Rishonim answer the Kasha differently. And we could add that according to what Rashi says, that his terrorist does not fit with the Medrash which says that she was the Bas of Shame, so we'll have to answer according to that Medrash as well, why was she not concerned about being marshal him in the Isra of Kalosai? So there's a Rashman Yivomis Taftadaches who deals with this issue. The Rashman over there is talking about a Shailah, exactly which Arayis are Bnei Noyach in. We know that Bnei Noyach are also Metzuva in the parish of Arayis, however, they don't have the same Arayis that Klai Yisrael has, and the Rishonim discuss exactly which relatives are Bnei Noyach Osir to marry. And Rashba quotes B'Shem Ramban, who says that Yusayid, that any curva which comes through Ishus, through marriage, is not included in the Raias which are also to a Ben Noyach. And the Raya that he brings is from the parish of Yehuda and Tamar. After Yehuda said, Tod Komimeni, he admitted that he was the one who lived with Tamar. At that moment, they patterned Tamar from any Einish. And Rash was bothered by Lechor Ben Noyach, our Metzuvah in Arayas. 
she knew that she was the Kalosa, she was the daughter-in-law of Yehuda, and she was over that Avera willingly. Why was she not punished for that Avera? Why did they pattern her when Yehuda said, Tod many? From here, the Ramban wants to prove that B'nai Neich are not on any arise which comes through marriage, and therefore the Isra of Kalosai, for a father-in-law to live with his daughter-in-law, that's not included in the rice, which are also to a Ben-Noyach. That's a relationship which came about through a marriage, through that which his son married this woman. This is the right that the Rashba quotes B'Shem Naramban. And the Rashba himself argues, he says, you could be Madcha Disraya, and you could explain the reason why Tamar was not punished after Yehuda said Tad Kamimani is, even though really she was usher to him, Yishem Kalosai, even if you say B'nai Noyach Armbuzer on Kalosai, still in this situation, it was a kim of mitzvahs yibum. And the truth is, the Ramban himself, in Parashas Vayeshev over there, in the Parashas of Yehuda and Tamar, he's marich about this. He says, There was a concept of the mitzvahs yibum, and it was not necessarily Dafka, a brother of the one who died. Rather, any relative who was going to receive the nachla of the dead person, the meaning was it was accepted that he would do yibum. And only after Matan Torah, there Kaddish Baruch said, Yibam is Dafka, the brother of the one who died, not any other relative. And the Ramban says, this is the Pshat, in the mice of Yudah and Tamar, Tamar wanted that Yehuda should marry her, and be Mekayim Yibam. Yehuda, however, did not want to do Yibam. He only wanted to do it the way the Torah describes, after Matan Torah, only your brother should do Yibam, and not any other relative. And the we have to still understand, what is the Pshat in the Ramban? If the Ramban himself, in his Pirush Al-Tayr, he explained that Yehuda and Tamar, there was a king of the mitzvah of Yibam, if so... How could the Ramban bring a raya that Kravim, which are through Ishas, were not included in the Yisurim of Bnei Noyach, and he brings a raya from that which they patter Tamar when, when Yehuda said, Tod Kamimeni, the Chert and Teretz to that kasha should be like the Rashba says, since there was a king of Mitzvah's Yibam over here. The Ramban himself held that there was a king of Mitzvah's Yibam, so how could he bring this raya? The Chert, this is a Sira. However, the truth is, if we look carefully in the Ramban Al-Tayr, he himself answers this, and his Lashon is, Hinhigu Lifanim Yisrael. The meaning of Klaisal before Matan Torah was Lasseis Hamaisa Azeh, the called Yorshi Hanachla to do this Maisa of Yibam for any relative who gets the Nachla, but Oisam Shlagiyah Bahem Isser the She'er. Any relative who's not Osser, Midin Erva, he could go ahead and do the Mitzvah of Yibam. The Ramban clearly held that even though relatives did the Mitzvah of Yibam, it was only relatives who did not have the Isser of Arayas. And the Ramban will mean except for a brother. A brother of the Torah gave a special hetar even after Matan Torah, when the mitzvah of Ibn was only on a brother, the Torah was matter even though he's in Erva. But Akopanam the Ramban is Mavur, that other relatives, if they would be Osram Yishim Erva, then we would not say that they should do the mitzvah of Ibn, it would not be Deicha the Isser Erva. That's the plan of the Ramban which the Rashbun Yavam has quoted. The Ramban proved that Ben Noyach do not have Isure Kurva which come through Ishus, from now which they patter Tamar. Rabban means that even though there was a mitzvah of Yibam, but the mitzvah of Yibam would not be doiche, the Isra of an erva, a muchach from there, that the Neinoyach did not have that Isra, and therefore was not considered an Isra erva from them, that's why they're able to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of Yibam. Rabbachon in the Kaibis Ha'aris, in Simon Tess Ois Zayin, he explains what exactly is the Yisraelim HaChoykes between the Rashba and the Ramban. He says the Ramban held that even though they weren't noyach to do Yibam even before Matan Torah, However, this even would not be Deichel Isuri Erva. Isuri Erva were given to Bnei Noyach even before Matan Torah. And Rabbi Khan explains that Ramban held that after Matan Torah, the reason why a brother could do a mitzvah Sibim when not concerned about the Isur Erva of Eishas Ach is because the mitzvah Sibim, that's what's Deichel the Isur Erva. But it has to be Dafke if there's a mitzvah. Before Matan Torah, when there was no mitzvah Sibim, 
even though the minig was to do yibum, but you don't have that koyach adchiyah since there was no kiyah mitzvah in the yibum. Surah Reis were already given at that time, and mitzvah seem was not yet given, therefore you do not have the koyach adchiyah. However, the Rashba held, Rabbi explains, that which we say after Matan Torah, that Mitzvah Sibim is Doiche Yisuri Erva by a brother, it's not the Pshat that it's the Mitzvah Sibim which is Doiche, rather in a situation of Yibum, when one brother dies without children, that's a Matziv of Yibum, in such a situation the Torah was Matziv, the Isur Erva of Eishasach. And therefore, Koyte Matan Torah as well, if the, no- the Minag was that they did Yibum by all types of relatives, there also there would be a Heter, to the Isser of Arias in a situation of Yibum, even though there was no Kiyam Mitzvah. According to the Rashba, it's not totally in the Kiyam Mitzvah, it's totally in the situation of Yibum. Rashenkin, according to the Rabban, has to be a Mitzvah's Yibum. Kaidimatan Torah, where there was no Mitzvah, you would have no Heter to the Isurei Erva. Now, I'll just mention one more point on this Inyan. The Maral and Gur Aryeh in Paraglam and Ches Posik Tazayin, he's also bothered by this Kasha, why was Tamar not concerned about the Isser of Kalosai? And the morale says that the Isser Kalosai is not noig by Bnei Noyach La'achar Misa. Even though the Isser Kalosai by Kal Yisrael is noig after the son dies, a father-in-law cannot marry his daughter-in-law even after his son dies. Hashem by Bnei Noyach, once the son is dead, there no longer is an Isser of Kalosai. One could take a look in the Magia of the Gorari, he has an interesting discussion what exactly the morale means when he says that Isser Kalosai is not noig by Bnei Noyach La'achar Misa, does he mean to say really that there is no Isser Kalosai Bechlal? While she's still married to the son, there's a separate Isser of Eishas Ish. Once the Isser goes off, then she's muttered to the father-in-law because there really is no Isser Kalosai. This would be like the Sheet of the Rishonim, that Bnei Noyach do not have the Isser Kalosai. This is also the Sheet of the Ramam in Hilchus' Suri Biya, Peragdaur, Allah Yud, where he brings all of the Arayas which are ushered by Bnei Noyach, he does not mention Kalosai. Or the other side is, and this is more mashman, the Loshan of the Gurariyeh, that really there is an Isser Kalosai even by Bnei Noyach. And therefore, if while the son is still married to her, the father-in-law lives with her, he'll be over to Yisurim, Eishis Ish, and Kalosai. Or if the son is Megarisher, the father will still be also to her, Mishum Kalosai. Only after the son dies, then ready the Isser Kalosai is Poka, the father-in-law will now be allowed to marry his former daughter-in-law. This title would seem to be more Mechudish, one would have to know what was the Makar of the Maral to say this, even though there is an Isser Kalosi by, by Bnei Noyach, however, La'achar Misa, there no longer is an Isser. Now, we'll continue on, after the Gemara brings the Machoikis, whether the Isha was a Pardus or a Pundok, the Gemara then dashes the Hemshech of that Pasuk, which began, Vayita Isha Be'er Shava, the Pasuk continues, Vayikra Shom B'Shem Hashem Kel Oilom, and Rishlokish says, Al Tikra Vayikra Elav Ayakri. Milam Rishlokish Avram Avinu Lishmoy Shal HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bepeh Kal Oiver Vishov. Rishlokish made this drasha because it's difficult to understand what is the hemshech of the Pasuk, what is the Yikra Shom B'Shem Hashem connected to the beginning of the Pasuk, Vayita Eishel B'Be'er Shova. Therefore, Rishlokish explains that since it was Vayita Eishel B'Be'er Shova, whether you learn it was a Pardis or a Pundok, that enabled Avram Avinu to be Vayikra, which is Vayakri, the Eishel was a means to teach people how to be Kare B'Shem Hashem. Now the Gemara continues, how did Avram Avinu do this? And the Toysus Shantz over here brings a Medrash even further. The Lashon of the Medrash is, When Avraham Avinu asked them to be, to be Mavarech Hashem, they were not willing to do so. 
told them, Pay me for that which you ate and that which you drank. He told them that they had a very costly bill for their meal in the Midbar. It's a big tercha to bring food and drink into the Midbar. So Avram Avinu wanted to charge them very much for that which he gave them. When they saw that that's what Avram Avinu wanted to charge them, they were compelled to be mevarech to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, so that they should not have to pay their bill. And lashon of Atayis's shant is that they were mevarech to Hakadosh Baruch Hu shaloyberzaynom against their will. They were forced to do this. And the shaila would be, what is Avram Avinu accomplishing? Obviously, the only reason they were mevarech to Hakadosh Baruch Hu is to save themselves the money. How does this train them? How does this teach them to be kari b'shem Hashem? In the Sefer Torah's Kanois, he understands that this is what the concept mitoich shaloylishma bolishma. Even if a person does something for an ulterior motive, eventually that will bring him to do it l'shem shemayim. This is somewhat of a chiddush that we extend this klal even to such a circumstance where it's obviously that a person is doing it shaloylishma. He understands that even in this situation, we'll use this klal of mitoich shaloylishma bolishma. However, it's brought down from a Sefer Zayis Ranon on the Yalkut Shemini, who says an interesting pshat. He says the plan in the Medrash is that when they saw that Avram Avinu was willing to forgo such a large amount of money, they would have had no option but to pay their bill, and they saw that Avram Avinu was willing to be meichel the whole thing, if they're just mevarech to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Seeing such sincerity caused them to take to heart the words of Avram Avinu, and made them think about that which Avram Avinu was telling them, and that eventually led them to be makar in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is how the tactics of Avram Avinu accomplished their goal. Now further down the Omer, the Gemara dash into the word Michtom in the Pasuk Lam Ratzeach Al Yoinas Elim Rechikim Ledovin Michtom. First, the Gemara says Shiotam Imena David Shahoyo Moch Vetom Lekol. Dover Acher Michtom Shahoysa Makosay Tamo Shenoylekeshu Mol. Rashi explains Makosay Tamo Mokim Mila Shu Royal Lemake Hayotam Visholim Shloyhutzroch Lechasroy. Dover Melch did not have to get the Makeh b'Mokim Mila because he was Noylan Mohol. And the Mashov here asks Akasha from the famous Gemara in Menachas that from Gimel Omid Beis. The Gemara there says that Dovid Melech, when he was in the Beis Hamerchatz, he was Nisatev, Shehoya Orama Mimitzvis. Achaniskar Bemilo Vinisyashva Daitai. When he remembered the mitzvah of Milo, then he was appeased. He realized that he did have a mitzvah with him even when he was in the Beis Hamerchatz. And the Kasha is, the Gemara over here says that Dovid Melech was Noilin Mohol, which the means to say he did not have the keem of the mitzvah of Milo. How do these two Gemaras coincide? And the Masha continues and he says, L'chayr, this is telling the Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Kuf Lamed Hey, the Gemara has a Machlekes, if one is Noilin Mohol, whether he needs a Tafas Dambris, if you hold that one does need a Tafas Dambris, then the cash is not difficult. He did have the key of Mila when the Tafas Dambris was done. However, according to the Man Omer, that you do not need any Bris Mila Bechlal, you don't even need a Tafas Dambris, then L'chayr, he did not have the key of the Mitzvah, so why was David Melech Sameach? Why was he happy when he was in the base of Merchatz and he remembered the Bris Milo? So the Mashon answers, he says, you have to say, Shesamach al Shaloyahoya Oral. He was happy when he remembered that he was not an Oral, Avshloikim ha mitzvah become the essay. Even though actively he was not Makayim this mitzvah, still Lamaisi was not an Oral and he was happy about that. Now there are those who explain that the Mashon means al Darach, that which the base Halevi says, in Chelik Bey, Simon Memzai, and Sif Kotan Dalid, the base Levi says there are really two parts of the mitzvah of Milah. 
There's a mitzvah milas b'maisa, the active mitzvah, as the pasuk says, himolochem kol zachar. And there's a further mitzvah. There's a mitzvah that one should not be in oral, as the pasuk says, v'hayabrisi b'psarchem. He says the bris between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Klal Yisrael is through the simon on their goof, that which there is no orla on their goof. That's not a maisa mitzvah, rather that's a passive mitzvah. As long as a person does not have an orla, he's mekayim this mitzvah. And this is what Dovin Melech was happy about when he remembered that he did not have the orla. The he remembered that he had that chelik of the kima mitzvah. That's what appeased him. And furthermore, a number of Svarim, they explain that Al-Karchach, this is the mitzvah that David HaMelech was happy about, not the Maisa mitzvah smilo, just like David HaMelech wasn't happy about the fact that he put on tefillin in the morning, since when you take them off, the mitzvah is over with, that didn't appease him. So even if you assume that David HaMelech was not Noilin Mal, and he actually did have a Maisa Milo, why would that Maisa Milo, which was done many years before, have made him happy now, any different than that which he put on tefillin that morning? Al-Karchach, that which David HaMelech was happy about, was the chilik of the mitzvah, which is nimshach, it's a continuous mitzvah, that which a person is in a state of being mohol. In other words, he does not have an arla, that's a continuous mitzvah, that's what made Dovin Melech happy, he realized that he had that kima mitzvah, even though he did not have any other mitzvahs at that time. Now, Maisa, this is still a chiddush, even if you say like the Beis Alevi, one could have argued and said that even that chilik of the mitzvah of being mohol, was only in by a person who was born with an arla, and then he had it removed, a person who was born without an Arla at all, he does not have this chilik of the mitzvah either. However, they understand that, but that's the Masha, the Masha held not like that, that chilik of the mitzvah, being without an Arla, that's even for a person who was not born with an Arla at all. Now in the Sefer Gvurus Yitzchak over here in Tzaita, he makes an interesting point, he says the Mashmais of the Masha is, that if you hold, that one does need a Tafas Dambris, if he's not in Moal, then it's partial, the terrorist to this Kasha is, the Dovin HaMelech was happy in the base Amerchus because he had this Kima Mitzvah. He points out that there's a Machoikis Rishonim. Where is the Pshat in Atafas Dambris? A number of Achoinim, the Groh, the Mishkan Yisyakiv, the Medaik, and the Loshon of the Rambam, that he holds not like the other Rishonim which say that Atafas Dambris is because we're Choshesh, that there's an Orla Kfusha. He really was born with an Orla which is hidden. Rather, it's a different Mitzvah, it's a Mitzvah Bifnei Atzmoy, that even if there will be no Chshash Orla, there is a mitzvah of a tafas dambris. The medagdis from the lotion of Gemara and Shabbos, the Afkof Lamedalid. If you hold that a tafas dambris has nothing to do with the fact that there's a possibility that there's an earl over here, rather it's a new mitzvah, a mitzvah bifnei atzmai, then the ha'ar would remain. Why was David and Melech happy in the base of Merchatz by the fact that he was making this mitzvah of a tafas dambris? Mishnah was someone who had a proper bris milah. We can understand, like the base Levi says, that there are two chalakim in the mitzvah. There's one part of the mitzvah which is nimshach, which is continuous, and Dovin HaMelech was happy about that chilik of the mitzvah. However, if you assume like the Rishonim, that a tafas dambris is a mitzvah bifnei atzmai, the Torah was mechadish, that someone who was born without an arla, he doesn't have that mitzvah of removing the arla, rather he has a separate mitzvah, the mitzvah of a tafas dambris, then mehecha tesi to be mechadish, that this mitzvah of a tafas dambris is also a continuous mitzvah. Mishmah, one who's born with an arla, he has a mitzvah to remove the arla, then we could be mechadish that if he removes it, so the state of being without an Arla, that's a continuous mitzvah, that's what David Melech was happy about. But if this is a new mitzvah of Atafas Dambris, why should we assume that this is also a continuous mitzvah? If so, the kasha would remain. Why was he any happier about the Atafas Dambris than he was about any other mitzvah that he had been mekayim, like Hanochas Tfilin, since the mitzvah was done in the past and right now he's not doing it, that didn't appease him, why should Atafas Dambris have appeased him? This will be a ha'ara on the Mashah and Ersugya.
You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.